Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm Swinney for episode 106 for this Sunday, the 27th of November, 2022. And this week's show, will the Microsoft acquisition of Activision Blizzard actually happen? Sony are introducing a new PlayStation Store policy to target shovelware and easy platinum games. And in our special feature this week, we chat about things that older games may have done better than modern games. If you'd like to support the show, we'd love to get you to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. If you're a mega fan, come join us on the Discord, and all the links are in the description below or at bigweekpod.com. Joining us today, we have our executive producer, Intergot. I always love how you stuff up the intro in some part of it. So it's human element. It makes things more... Yeah, you know, you're, not people. you're not a bot. You're not a bot. I'm not a bot. If I had pre-recorded any of that, I wouldn't have screwed it up. <laughs> That's true. And we I also think... have Mike. Yes, I jumped the gun again, as I usually do. Hello, everyone. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, you, you know, it's keeping the human element, I think, is, is going to be a big part of what I will talk about when we talk about uh, what games used to do better. So... Thanks yeah, for introducing We've got that our old man yelling at the sky. I've segment. got the real blood. Yeah, exactly. I I was I was actually gonna get some like fake white hair thing so I could <laughs> I could do and then I'm like, wait, I could just do it digitally, and then I'm like, nah, fuck it. I'll just I'll just be myself that's, and that's funny. screw with clouds. Why is that funny, Sweeney? <sighs> it's funny clouds. because I was talking about actually wanting to go and try to find like a, a grey beard, like a fake big grey beard or like <laughs> I'm thinking it's leading up to Christmas. There's all Christmas stuff in the shops. I can I can find a Santa beard. Not, none of the shops that sold costume things had any Santa beards. I was so disappointed. What COVID's Damn. done to us. I oh, know. The private <laughs> fake Santa beards. Oh. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, it got a bit of hype. So uh, next week, we'll, we will do our Game Awards predictions for the what we think the winners will be, as well as what we think the announcements will be. So that'll be a, a fun little segment. Uh, it's always fun, especially around the end, what we think announcements might be. And there's a, when we come to it next week, there's a couple of things out there that will probably will be like, look, you can't say this because it's super obvious or it's kind of known or whatever like that, but it's going to be really cool. So I look forward to those uh, announcement <laughs> predictions. I always think the predictions is a funny segment because I want to, like, okay, I'll fully admit, I do go over the top with some of these things and the structures and mechanisms, but I think they do make sense. You guys just don't get it, right? That's my statement. I get it all the time. I understand why you do it. You're just super competitive. I think hey, it should don't be. steal my quotes. Don't steal my quotes from year 10. I think it's almost <laughs> like you should be able to bet against people's predictions. Because if they're shit predictions, you can take the other side of the equation, right? Like you, you always need to get tension in the predictions. Like over yeah. under kind of thing. But right? well, what do you define as a shit prediction? I reckon the predictions you guys did on the other week were shit because they were so fucking obvious. We're trying to win. We're trying to win. What are you but talking about? But they're shit predictions. How is it shit predictions? Because they're too goddamn obvious. <laughs> that is like the most baffling. <laughs> it's not like you get well, extra points define... for the less obvious ones yeah, the... if they come well, up. I, to get it I wrong. think you should. I think it should be like, you know, the, the, it should be like, like, a, like a betting on horses, right? I don't do it, but I assume when you bet on horses, if it's least likely to win you're going to get a bigger payout, right? It's the same thing. Yeah. If you guess a game that is really unlikely to win, then you should get a bigger payout. And by yeah, payout, I mean I, but my applause. I would happy, I I'd happily frame the market like that if that's what you want to do, right? But that's not what you want to do, right? No, we got to keep it... Com- 
This show is brought to you by. <laughs> I actually don't know how to take this off the whole screen. Get that out of here. Get that out of here. I was hoping it was come up as this little little one the whole screen got taken over. It's got a full screen. I've, I've, we just I've, gave them free marketing and they don't pass a single. I don't. I wouldn't even want a single cent. I've that. had very long conversations with people that have worked at Sportsbet, and uh, yes, yeah, so it's a company I would not like to work at. Let me put it that way. Ditto. Yeah. So, like Swinney, you're you're taking some time off to watch the game awards live stream it. Be mm. a good, you know, player, team player. You know, I'm, I've yeah. actually, I've got like this thing where I'm taking the day off, but I'm still doing some work. I've got a presentation oh, to all these senior leaders that I've got to like, you know, do right. And and Mike, what are you, what are you doing in that day? Just I'm working that day. Couldn't remember. Oh, okay. Well, I'm okay. not taking a day off work for that. You know, you know how much I love the game awards. I think I've made it abundantly clear. I think how much it's I love funnier if you do actually. Watch the whole thing. Actually, would be kind of funny. It would be way funnier. (laughs) (laughs) And then, if you do it, I'll create a mic cringe meter. Would it be a cringe meter (laughs) or anger meter? Anger meter. Yeah, and we can like move it. Anger meter. I like this angle. I like this angle. You, You, you. Convince Mike by telling him he could just shit over the whole event while he's watching it. All right, all right, all right. I'll say this, Mike. If you do it, if you do come, uh, like, come to the thing. I'll code it so that the chat can control how angry you are. You know what oh, I mean? Like they could vote on it. So just get anger if people vote on it. Okay. No, no. Well. So people in the chat could go, yeah, Mike's super angry or whatever the command is. And then it will move it on the screen. Okay. I'll, I'll do like, but if, are you going to, are you going to come? Cause I, I got to do a bunch look, of work for it. It'll depend. I don't think I can take it there for so it. So that's a no. Like that. But so it's, it's likely a no. I won't lie. But what do you mean you can't like, take a day off? Are you in a slave trade or something? What's going I'm on? I'm not in a slave trade. I just, I don't feel like. I want to you take don't... a day off for something like something that I really don't want to see. He said, he said the Basically. quiet words loud. He goes, "I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do it." But Mike, do you actually need to take the day off to watch the Game Awards? Oh, uh, now that not, hey, but I how how big could the show be? Right in my work. How big could the show be? Man loses job from screen, streaming Game Awards to five people. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea right now. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so we're doing every single category this year as well, right, Swinny? Yes, and like even the the ridiculous esports yeah. ones that we have no like not ridiculous in the sense that look that's it's just not our thing. We don't yeah. know much about it, but it's just funny just to be able to just get points on content them. creator. Yeah, yeah. And and can we set it up because we haven't even discussed it? Are we? How much extra points do you get for the? The actual I thought winner that of be, the game awards. that would be part mm. of our segment next week. I've actually set oh, up the I've set up okay. the sheet already, but I've not I've ne- I haven't changed any of the point stuff. Like we will work all that out. So you know what we I would work. recommend, like just for food for thought for next week, on any category where we feel like it's a bit like tricky to pick or we feel like it's close, we should make those points worth more. Because then, if you do actually get mm. it right, it's like you start to separate. And no dodgy else. points like we did last year that made you win and <laughs> well, made me come fourth. I came fourth. God damn it! Honestly, he only won because he got game of the year right, which is not a dodgy category. So yeah, that's true. yeah, exactly. it's yeah. And, uh, by, by the way, when you say only won in totality, I got more points than all of you guys. Like, no, no, I'm saying that was the only. Deci- it's no, not like I only got that right and that, I won. That was the that deciding. The edge. That yes, was correct. a deciding one. Yeah. yeah. So and Mike, so Mike right. nominated the game that he said that was going to win last year <laughs> for the, the game awards for this year. That is that is awesome. I still but love he, that. Nah, he dropped it out. He dropped it out. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So uh, into gots. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Uh, I haven't been playing that much. I've just been smashing Splatoon three, ranking up in that. Uh, I I beat Picross on the Game Boy, and then I had like nice. an existential crisis. I'm like, hmm? there's no more. Like so with the Switch, there's already eight Picross games on the Switch, and there's like another eight on the 3DS, right? Hmm. And I'm like, oh shit, there's no new ones obviously coming out on the Game Boy. I'm like freaking out going, oh my God, I can't play like Picross on the Game Boy anymore. Then I forgot that there's actually a really like uncommon, no one talks about it, uh, Japanese Picross, Picross 2, right? So I got the translation patch for that (laughs) and installed that. And then also with the, um, well, maybe I shouldn't disclose all of this, but there was a Pokemon Picross game that was developed for the Game Boy Color that recently was released in the wild. So I'm, I'm telling you, man, hmm. like if you run out of Picross, you got to play Hatsune Miku. That, that Picross, that's that's like the next this. one after that. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, but is that a Game Boy? Switch. It's Switch. Yeah, well, no, I've got a million on the Switch. I've got too many to play on the Switch. Man, they need to make a Splatoon, Splatoon cross. Oh my god! If, if they that. did that, Eiji would pants. just be like, oh, I'm, never, oh, "I'm never playing another game again." Nah, that would be it. That actually made me think. Like, imagine if they had Picross in, in Splatoon three. That'd be incredible. Because that card game is pretty close to it already. Like, a, a, could you create a competitive Picross? Now this is like you've got my juices flowing. Like a turn-based oh, no. Picross. <laughs> I kind of like that idea. What do you reckon, Sweeney? Hmm. I'm sure that there's an idea hidden there somewhere. Like you'd have to figure out how the mechanics work, but it's you could easily make a turn like a co-op Picross game. That that already exists. Okay. Well, yeah, right. the latest versions of Picross are multiplayer. Ah, okay. Okay. But I'm saying competitive. Like you give each person like ten seconds to do moves, and if you get correct, you get points for that. If you don't do anything, you get no points. Well, you could just also mm. make it like, like speed Picross where they're like just five by five grids and the quicker that you do them, it sends junk to the other player and stuff, yeah. Tetris style. So. Yes, that's deleting the numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Wow, this is amazing. This is a game jam. <laughs> this is game jam. Right Picross now. game jam. <laughs> but Swinney, what have you been playing? Oh, look, uh, I actually had a little bit of a quieter week than normal this week because... So 50 um, games. No, no, because (laughs) I just had some... I actually had to babysit a bit this week, so I had to uh, unfortunately be away from my gaming uh, paraphernalia so I couldn't indulge in my typical amount. But I did play quite a bit of Scarlet Nexus. So Scarlet Mm -hmm. Nexus is a Bandai Namco action RPG that came out sometime... It came out last year, but I think it came out almost like closer to the end of the year from memory. I could be wrong, but it was nominated for uh, last year's Game Awards in the RPG category. So that's why I remember it was last year, not this year. And it got added to Game Pass. So I played it a little bit when it was added to Game Pass back then and also played the demo that they released. So I had a feeling the game was going to leave Game Pass pretty soon because it's been in there a while. So I jumped into it thinking, you know, I liked the demo. I had fun. The combat was really fun and everything. But I don't think I like this game that much. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I love my Tales of uh, ga- Tales games, like, you know, Bandai Namco's big oh. flagship RPG series. And this has some elements where it's similar, but it's it's like a game where, you know, everything about the gameplay, like the combat and everything is fantastic. It looks great. It, it's really cool music, but 
it is just one of the like the worst stories I've probably played in the game. Um, it's just absolutely horrible. Okay. It's like it's so anime, but in a really bad way. Like I can deal with tropey anime stuff a lot, but this is just kind of ridiculous. And it did it has gotten better story wise, but it is the point where I'm like, every single time you enter an area, they will always have a cutscene explaining, oh, we're in this area, we've got to do this. And it's like, yes, I know we're doing this. So yeah. half the time, you jump into that start, and I'm like, I just have to skip that intro cutscene. It's going to waste my time. The TV so, is it, is it got a worse to. story than Lightning Returns, Final Fantasy Life That shit's over this game's story. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of that game's story, but it's way better than this one. It's just, do, you, do you like that deep cuts, Winnie? It is a pretty deep cut. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, it's not bad. It's not a bad game at all. And some people really like it, but it's just a shame that the game's combat is by far the best part of it when the rest of it kind of just falls a bit, forward, uh, falls a bit flat for me. So Ooh. that's Scarlet Nexus. Um, but talking about some Game Pass games, some of these, um, one of these that Mike's also played a bit this week. But I played tried two out- of them. I tried out uh, Gungrave Gore, or G.O.R.E. So Gungrave is a series that started on the PlayStation 2 that always seemed interesting, but they kind of brought this... It's had a couple of entries, and they brought it back for this um, for this version, and it is very much your classic-style PS2 action game. It is, it's definitely for the fans of that series. It, it feels really clunky. The controls are, you know... It's just like everything about it feels outdated, but I think it's what probably fans of the series will probably want anyway. So it's almost like true to what the series is, but to the detriment of people that aren't familiar with it and haven't played mm. the older games. That so, sums it up really well. I played it and that's exactly yeah, what I it's, thought. It's like it has some interesting elements to it, but, and, you know, like I could see there it being fun if you're into that, but... I couldn't play more than two levels, and I'm like, I think that's enough for me. So, uh, yeah, and your characters feels like they're just walking through a swamp, like they move so slow. Yeah. So, and I wasn't a fan of the the. I mean, I haven't played very long. Just the the way the combat felt, something about it just felt sluggish and necessarily sluggish kind of way. I don't know. It was... Yeah. And I mean, it's a it's a game where you're shooting enemies, so it's a third person shooter, but it's also got some some uh, melee, but. Mm. You can't hold the gun down, or at least the the one that I, the gun that I had available to me at the start. Of the you can't hold it down to keep shooting. You got to keep mashing the trigger, and over it's like burst. you're constantly mashing the trigger for the whole game for the whole level. I'm like, man, my fingers fucking get tired. It just I, felt like ridiculous. I sorry to turn everything back to Splatoon three, but there are some <laughs> weapons in Splatoon three you have to mash, and mm. I just don't play those weapons because mm. I they're like mm. this is a fucking old man show. That should be the new spin of the whole podcast. It's just like old yep. men talking about gaming or something. But I get like RSI if I keep on yeah. like mashing the hell out of... Yeah, because you play for like a half an hour, an hour or something, Mike. And it's like mm. you're just constantly like... Bah, 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 bah. The whole game is fucking annoying. Wow. Yeah, so Gungrave Gore, not my thing. But look, I'm glad the fans got another entry in the series. And it's on Game Pass, so they don't have to pay for it. If they have Game Pass already. Uh, now another game that I wasn't that impressed by is actually Somerville. So Damn, I was looking forward to that. Somerville. Well, I mean, if you haven't tried it, you might like it. But uh, Somerville is is basically a game made by one of the uh, the creators or one of the people that was behind uh, Playdead's games originally. Um, so you Limbo and Inside, and you know they created their own studio called Jump Ship, and they put Somerville out. Um, and it's it's got a cool premise. It's basically if you mixed a game like Inside with War of the Worlds. So it's a mm-hmm. you know it's about aliens coming to a planet, and you know you like you 
and literally at the beginning, so it's not a spoiler, literally at the beginning, you're like hiding with a family in the basement. So it's very War of the Worlds. And then it kind of lets you loosen, you know, there's no dialogue or anything. So it is very play deck-like in that sense. And it just, the game, like, you know, the term style over substance. Hmm. This is like the exact way to describe this game for me. Like it looks great. It's cool audio, you know, like you walk outside and it's like an awesome setting and like and everything like that. But just the gameplay I feel is just really below average. Like compared to Play Dead's stuff, um, it's not on that level at all. It's not like inside or anything. And it's not a strict side-scroller. So, you know, like those games are side-scroller 2D, even though they're in 3D and everything. This, you're moving in like set camera angles, but it's almost like 3D movement. And it just doesn't work very well, I don't think. Like you get get stuck on um, the, the environment and it's like... I don't know, just something about it. I was really, I saw the reviews come in and they were really average. I'm thinking, man, like I hope that like I play this and I I don't feel that way. And I think honestly the reviews kind of got it right. I feel Mm, with with Somerville, but try it out again. It's on Game Pass if you have it. Um, I might go back to it, but I couldn't, I didn't play that far into it because I just like, I'd rather play something else to be honest. So. Now, the last game I'll talk about, and I know, Mike, you have uh, played this this week as well, so feel free to take over from me on this one, but I went and completed Pentiment, so I was pretty far in when we when I spoke last week. Um, I was probably maybe two-thirds of the way through the game, and so I wrapped it up, and I really, really like Pentiment. I think it's fantastic. It's not going to be for everyone. You know, the reasons last week I said, you know, there's lots of reading, you know, like the gameplay is basically you just talking to people, making decisions and things like that. Um, I don't think it it really nailed the ending. You know, I'm not going to talk about it, but I just don't think it it paid off. I felt like that everything leading up to it was better than what the payoff was. But okay. it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. I just think that it just felt like I was almost like expecting more. But I, I really, really enjoyed it. So, Mike, I know uh, you hmm. played a bit of Pentiment. Mm-hmm. I did. So, um, I can't... Echo all the thoughts yet that that you just said because I haven't obviously finished it yet. But so far, it's really interting, and I think mm. uh, it, it's something about it. It's very captivating. I'm like, oh, I mm. just want to play it a little bit more, play it a little bit more. It's it's a little slow going, like I said, and I think you described it maybe similarly at the start. Mm. Um, but it is a really cool, unique experience, and it just reminded me like one of my favorite books when I was a kid was The Name of the Rose, and the subsequent film was Sean Connery. Sh- Sean Connery. Connery, Connery, um, yeah, and it kind of just reminded Connery. me of that whole atmosphere. And it is a pretty unique setting when you think about it. It's not really done much at all in any games. So. Well, on on that, I was going to ask you, and we're not obviously going to deep dive into this too much, but the game is set like there's a lot about religion in this game. There's mm-hmm. lots of conversations about religion and, and Christian faith and everything to the point where you're having like a, a discussion, a chat with someone about like. Was it transubstantianism? I think it's called, or something like that. It's basically the whole concept of of like when you have like the body of Christ in the bread that's given out at church and things. Like, a whole discussion around that. I'm thinking, man, I'm not religious at no. all, but it is actually, as you said, that it's almost captivating to kind of like listen in and find out things and learn almost. You know, learn. It's like looking, you know, taking getting another take on something that you don't believe. It's actually just it's opening your eyes, not opening your eyes. It's like you're getting another angle of things. You, you know? do, yeah. I can I can see they're really trying to appeal to the mass wide gaming audience. 
with, with that uh, type of theme and topic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just trying to try to, it's try to pull the obscure. Call of Duty crowd on this one. <laughs> and honestly, like that's why I'm like I'm. It's obviously a good game and it's reviewed well, but I'm almost surprised how well it's reviewed because mm. it delves a lot into that, and that's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, you know. But so. that's why I think I think we need more games like that. I mean, that's why Disco Elysium was also really cool because mm. it really went deep into those kind of topics, different topics, but deep into political topics and and things like that. So I think it's really cool. One thing that, you know, struck me as as interesting is just playing a game like that where every single character, their entire life revolves around the concept of God. Mm. And it's it's obviously intentional within the context of the game. And the setting makes sense because, you know, they're um, in, in a location where that's what it's all about. And it's just fascinating when you kind of think, wow, that's that's... I mean, effectively mass hysteria, right? Just focusing on a single bloody thing over and over again and making your entire existence mm-hmm. that thing. And it, it actually started making me question, I'm not into religion and stuff, obviously, but it did make me question, what it, What do I make the center of my existence that's that's too much to the extent that it's like it's it's taking over my, my life and it's just not necessary when you take a step back and you go, what the fuck am I doing? Um, but anyway, a yeah, really interesting game. I'm actually looking forward to playing more of it and and, and, and finishing it. But... I might as well jump into into what I was going to talk about. Um, so I, I was playing that. Um, at the same time, uh, I was playing another, let's call it, well, an actual point-and-click adventure, which is uh, Return to Monkey Island, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. I freaking love that game now. Um, I love the humor in it. Um, it's, it's, I haven't been stuck yet, so it feels maybe easier than some of the previous Monkey I, Islands, and I think I said think that as is. well. Yeah, I think yeah. it is, yeah. And that's on hard mode. I, I, I can't even imagine what it, normal easy mode would be like, given that this isn't particularly hard. But I just it, think they put you in positions where the, the options are less than before. Like, you don't yes. have as much inventory as you would, like, early on in the early games, so you're not constantly having to, like, go, oh, I'm going to use this item on everything in the environment all the time, you know? So. But I also think that it... Unlike the previous games, it lets you do things multiple ways. Hmm. So, let me ask you a question. Um, What item did you mop? Did you use for the mop? Well, we're getting into sport territory for people that might want to play Monkey Island. Okay, I'll, I'll ask you. So what uh, ending did you get, Swinny? <laughs> so what ending did you get? What happened to, to Guybrush? So did they really have monkeys on this uh, okay. island or not? <laughs> that was a dumb question. But I, I do want to ask you offline because as, as far okay. as I'm aware, <laughs> okay, let's, there yeah, are, let's continue this conversation. There are multiple, in, in some instances, not in all, there are multiple objects you can use to solve a puzzle. It's not mm-hmm. just the, the traditional you can only use one thing for one thing. Uh, and I know that because you can also burn and get rid of certain objects. And you're like, what? <laughs> Did I need that for something else? Um, anyway, so so really cool game. Love the humor in it. Uh, really, really love the humor in it. It's really, really good. Um, then I played a little bit of The Witcher 3 um, on PC with just a couple of mods. Uh, more visual mods um, in anticipation of the actual improvements that are supposed to be coming in, like, what, three weeks? But can I can I ask, like, why are you playing Witcher 3... If the next gen update, which they've confirmed, is also coming to PC, because I don't, I don't, it's already the twenty seventh of November, and I don't, I don't, a month in theory is enough to finish that game, no problem. But you're not going to do it anyway, so well, no, but the patch is only going to come. Well, I want to do it, but the patch is only going to come out mid December, so I only get half of that that month to actually finish the game, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do it in that amount of time. So I'm like, I better get into it now. Um, and I, I the. the one big mod that I put on 
uh, was to to use the Henry Cavill uh, model, which looks kind of weird, but it, it works. It, it, what? it obviously looks like him. But wait, wait, uh, wait. people have modded like to make Gerald look more like Henry Cavill. Not Gerald, Gerald, but yes, Ger- they, <laughs> they they you have say done, Gerald. Yeah. I say Gerald. <laughs> Well, no, I say Geralt, you say Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you like how I changed it. <laughs> That's, I did that on uh, purpose. Uh, I'm listening. <laughs> so he, um, it, it, the character doesn't quite look like him, but like it's close enough that you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll keep playing with this. But it is a little jarring, the fact that the voice is still obviously the same. So, <laughs> so, oh, you want a machine learning change? Yeah. <laughs> Does it have the dodgy CGI over his mustache, just like the Superman... Uh... No, no dodgy oh, yeah, CGI right. in this. That is Clearly shocking, shaven. that CGI. It's, 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 it's very weird. And it's ironic that just as I do that, I'm in a mission where um, I'm meeting up with Yennefer and Yennefer's like, oh, I love the beard on you. And I'm like, what beard? <laughs> <laughs> the character model doesn't have a beard. Oh, okay. okay. No, like, it, I, it must just be like a, a bug thing in the game. You can actually grow a beard even with that character model. It's just I shaved it in the game so it looks more like the actual series on Netflix. Um, anyway, and then I played a little bit of um, of GT7 because it's the 25th anniversary something, rather something. So there's, I only really play that game uh, probably for like maybe a couple of hours every time there's a patch. Uh, just because you guys know I'm super disappointed at it. I just always felt the progression in it is, is horrible for a casual like me that doesn't play the 24-7. This is uh, Gran Turismo 7. Yes. Gran Turismo 7, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, so now, you know, like, it, it, it was... I don't know if it, they did it for the community or something, but I quadrupled my money in, like, three, four hours worth of playing, which which isn't saying much, by the way, because I can't even afford, like, half of one of the top cars that I want to buy. Yeah. But whatever, like, at least compared to before, the economy's a bit better. Um, but it's still just... I don't know, I just find it so fucking unfriendly for at least people like me who just pick it up to play here and there. Dude, uh, like, it, it's actually, like, it has a massive downstream impact because, you know, I haven't... I, I don't know, I didn't really need to buy them very much at all. So, I, you know, with Black Friday, there's not really that much that I was looking at. But those steering wheels were, like, on sale, and I'm like, oh, cool, like, man. do I want to go down this path, right? Because I'm kind of, like, keen to, like, do that a little bit. I don't want to get awesome. lost in it. But, like, seriously, Gran Turismo 7 being so shit with its economy made me, like, oh, well, I'm not going to get it for that. And then why would I get, like, a PS, like, steering wheel? And it kind of just, like, knocked it out, like, as an idea. Yeah. Like, That's a shame. No That's no shame. joke. If GT, like, Gran Turismo 7 was really good, like, fair in its economy. So, you know, a little bit of grinding, but nothing too crazy. It might have tipped me over the edge, honestly. Like, seriously. But it's it, just it, like it feels so much bullshit the way they've set I just, it up. The way the content is, it's obviously geared a lot towards being online because I feel like I've done a shit ton of the single player stuff mm. that you can possibly do. And I have no incentive to just go and do a lot of other parts because there's nothing driving you to do that. Um, it's all kind of driving you to go online. And once in a while, you get a few more bits of content added to the single player experience. Um, however, the biggest gripe that I have with the steering wheel with that game and I know it sounds like a minor thing, but it pisses me off, is in Forza um, and a lot of other games like that, actually, yeah. um, you can do an inside-the-car camera view without the steering wheel. So it's basically zoomed in a bit more and oh, yeah. it removes the model of the steering wheel because you have the physical steering wheel in front of you when you play with a real wheel. That makes sense. GT doesn't have that. I guess. Um, 
And I know it's a really minor thing, but having played that in Forza 7 with a wheel as well, because I'm an idiot and I have both wheels and it's still annoying <laughs> that Logitech can't just make a bloody the wheels single wheel for with both. a switch it's or something. So awesome. But whatever. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I found them, at, I found them on clearance at a got really good money price. Off you. No, no. Well, no, they didn't. Yeah, like, those bastards. And then they're like, well, hang on. Yes, I hate Activision Blizzard. I buy every Call of Duty. I got two. I got two of the wheels less than the price of a single wheel. So then I'm like, eh, all right, maybe I'm okay. Yeah, but if you bought only one, then it would only be half the money, right? I know that. They literally did get. Fortunately, I have two bloody console and I have racing (laughs) games on both. So what can I do? Um, But it's a really minor gripe, and man, it makes it's like it's annoying because I just you get used to it in something like Forza, and I keep going back to that that view because it just feels more natural with having your own physical wheel. But then you go to that and just it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, the last game that I will gripe about, I'm a little disappointed at, but it's nothing to do with the game potentially. I think it's just me getting old, is Eldest Souls on the Switch. So Elder Scrolls. You know, Eldest Souls. So it's basically a um a souls inspired souls like. Uh, <laughs> That's just you can't uh, lean into the memes. It's not funny when you lean into the memes. That's just a, but that's what it is. Uh, it's even in the name. Um, but it's 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 very uh, it's it's a it's a boss rush kind of game. As so in, it's basically you don't like have tight Titan Souls. Exactly like Titan Souls kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, if you could, if you could put it that way, looks really cool. Love the graphics, cool boss designs and everything. I just suck at it. As in, I got stuck on really? the third boss or something. Yeah, and there's actually two options. I can go to two different bosses. I, I, can't, I can't even get them to like... I got them to about half health, and then I just get decimated. And I tried all the different... Because uh, you can respec whenever you want, and I tried the different respecs. And by the way, it's confusing as hell. I don't even know like what button activates it, because it doesn't say in the interface. So, Mike, but, have yeah. you tried to get good? I tried, and I couldn't. So I don't know if it's a frame <laughs> of mind thing. Say. It, it might be. Like, prick, do, I, do I say this or do I like say something else? I'm like, I gotta no, it's, say it. no, I'm honestly, it's worth it. saying. I think I just honestly, I, I think, I think you need to be in a certain frame of mind to play games like that. And I suspect oh, yeah, I either I'm not in that frame of mind where I just can't. I've got so much of the shit on my mind right now. I can't concentrate on that particular game. Or it's just ridiculously hard for someone like me. But having read reviews and stuff about it, no one said it's like mind-blowingly hard. I, you will never by the be way, able to I've go not, past the boss. I've not played this game, so I cannot say. That. I, 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 I would probably like, find it hard as well. So. No, but I find it kind of hard to believe that you've like. I don't think I've ever heard of you tapping out on a game. Yeah, I tapped out. I actually deleted the game. I'm like, literally, no, Swinny. Like, can you think of a game that Mike's like? This is too hard to be. I can't think I of one game. No, I, I don't remember. I don't remember almost everything. <laughs> That's kind of crazy. I, and I'm really just dis- like it got really good reviews, a really cool art style, cool it, boss sh- design. You got shook, man. <laughs> and I'm you like, shook. Nah, this just it doesn't do it for me. And I just wow. I ended up just getting frustrated enough that I deleted the game. So now you know what a normal person feels like. Yeah, I guess. What I feel like. getting shit at gaming. But anyway, that's my week well, in gaming. You're now eliminated from who's the best gamer out of the three of us. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Not me. Although I want to see you guys play that bloody game. <laughs> and next week, you'll see my hands playing a game and, and be a speedrun. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. Let's jump into the news with yes. the first story being one that we've there's been a lot happening over the last couple of months and we haven't really... I, I just... Everything kind of culminated in a bit more of a big update this week, which is Activision Blizzard. So 
there's been a lot of happenings this week and in, in recent times about it. Um, so I'll just give a very high-level overview of where things are currently sitting, which is that of the 16 governments reviewing the, um, the acquisition, only two have currently approved it, which is Brazil and Saudi Arabia. Um, and at the start of November, the EU launched their, you know, so a few weeks back, launched their in-depth inquiry into the acquisition. So that's a very high level about like some of the, you know, like the status of it at the moment. But the, there's kind of three things that I wanted to kind of pick out of the recent news. And some of them have some really uh, interesting quotes coming out of them. So the first is the uh, the Call of Duty deal, basically, you know, the whole exclusivity thing, which is at the the core of a lot of discussions around this. So this week, Microsoft told the New York Times that they offered Sony a 10-year deal for Call of Duty back on the 10th of November. So, and last week, Phil Spencer was on the Verges podcast and he had some quotes. And this was last week, but it's very obviously related to this, which is, the idea that we would write a contract that says the word forever in it, I think is a little bit silly, but to make a longer term commitment that Sony would be comfortable with, the regulators will, would be comfortable with, I have no issue with that at all. And he also said that Xbox will struggle to continue as a global business if they don't uh, establish a foothold in mobile, which, you know, and claims that the Activision Blizzard deal is, interestingly, I don't, this was paraphrasing from a website, but they said primarily about acquiring Candy Crush Maker King, not Call of Duty, which Intergot, I know you were talking a lot about when we were going around this at length, is the whole King part of this. Everyone's kind of forgetting about that. So, so yeah. I thought so, I just wanted to get Bobby. Did you want to you wanna say your piece, Mike? I know you're a huge lover of Activision Blizzard. It's one of your oh, favorite I love customers. Activision Blizzard. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So first of all, why am I not surprised that Saudi Arabia and Brazil are like, yeah, that's fine. We're going to do this <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, money. Hey, you know, people were commenting on our Saudi Arabia episode oh. and, you know, what? a clip, even writing in Arabic. And I'm like, I fear translating oh. this to see what it says. Was it bad? <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Okay. Some people uh, disliked it. Not that anyone can see the dislikes, but yeah, some people were disliking the video. Well, so. yeah. I mean, naturally with any, any topic like this, 100% you're going to get... Man, like, anyway, I, I won't go to an attention about disliking or liking this kind of shit. You guys know my opinion of... of what, what I still find really interesting is that there's almost like this inherent... Um, how, how do I put it? It's like, now people have the right. It's a God-given right, goddammit, to be able to play Call of Duty on PlayStation. You know what I mean? Like it feels, On my it PlayStation. Just, on my goddamn PlayStation. It just feels a bit... I, I don't even know how to, how to put it. It's like... Well, what world do we fucking live in where people need to have a right to play a particular game on a particular console? Otherwise, the fucking world burns or something. I just mm. don't get it. Like, I look. I think it's. I think it's. It's. It's unfair in a way when people got used to playing a particular game series on a particular console. So I think it's good that they still have the opportunity, or you know, they're trying to get the opportunity to continue playing that series on on that particular console. But at the same time, I just I just find it kind of bizarre that you. You you go into the territory of unfair competition and monopolies and all this shit just because you have a particular game on a particular console. Like, what a world we live in, man! Can't wait to gripe more about that in our in our last segment. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, I still I still think it's going to go through. I just find the reasons why it's struggling to go through a little weird. Well, the, I'll just say there's there's more parts of this news story so yeah, it's yeah. more about that i guess 10 years yeah into it sorry I, I think the thing is well to remember that microsoft 
for them, they ha- like it's this interesting um, dichotomy they have. You know, they Sony is like irrelevant in terms of size compared to them, right? Like from a money perspective, everything they could just buy Sony like a hundred times over. There's no issues, right? So like the money and the acquisition stuff, although it's still even a large acquisition from Microsoft, it's not like going to break Microsoft if they buy it or don't buy it or whatever, right? Which is amazing. You can't say that about almost any other company in the world, right? But the other side of it is if this causes so much drama for Microsoft internally with the regulators, they've got other things to lose more than Xbox. Xbox is not the powerhouse for Microsoft, right? So I'm sure like this is probably the tension for, well, I'm guessing the tension for Phil of like the more this is getting like pushed on, stressed, pissing off regulators, which you don't want to do because of other parts of your business as well. That I even wonder internally if they're sort of looking for the exit sign and going, well, mm. this is like, this is going to hurt our core business. Forget about gaming. Like well, we don't even care about this really. Well, you talk about regulators, so we're going to talk about some of the regulators in a second. I guess what I want to ask you is that 10-year deal, do, what do you think about that, them saying that they offer 10 years of Call of Duty? Well, I think it's true, and I, but I do, like, I think Phil gets way too much credit from everyone in the media. I think they get sucked in so hard. He's just a corporate guy, right? He's just mm. a corporate guy who's very good at PR, right? Mm. And... People get way too sucked in what he says. He was being really coy with everything with Bethesda. It's like, oh, you know, we'll see where it goes. And now that Bethesda's fully over to Microsoft, it's like, oh, no, everything's exclusive, pretty much. Like, and we don't know about the next id game, but, I mean, that could be exclusive to Xbox as well, right? But I do believe, like, you know, they've offered the 10 years. And to be fair to him, I also, you could never write a deal that says it will be on PlayStation Mm. forever. No. Because, like, what does that mean? Like, PlayStation could get sold as a brand to someone else. And what, they've got guaranteed to get Call of Duty? It's ridiculous. You can't have that situation. Yeah, that that 10 years is just crazy to me. Now, I know that they've stated, oh, we want to keep it on Call of Duty on PlayStation and everything, but... 10 years that takes us into the next uh into the next console cycle well into the next consoles into next later set of consoles so it's kind of nuts well let's talk before we get Mm. too far out of that let's talk about some of the regulation things so there's two here so we're talking about the uk and we're talking about the us so i'll talk about the uk first so there's um the deadline for a decision by the UK's Competition and Markets Authority the cma is set for march so nothing it doesn't seem like anything's going to happen before then so just keep that timeline in mind unless Mm. you know things change but there's some interesting uh, quotes coming out from a sony response that was part of this um this inquiry for the cma so in a 22 page response to them sony alleges microsoft will have virtual ownership over the 18 rated shooter franchises and that their true strategy aims to turn playstation into nintendo so the actual quotes were Microsoft claims that Nintendo's differentiated model demonstrates that PlayStation doesn't need Call of Duty to compete effectively. Remember, this is Sony saying this. But this reveals Microsoft's true strategy. Microsoft wants PlayStation to become like Nintendo so that it will be, less, uh, it will be a less close and effective competitor to Xbox. Post-transaction, Xbox would become the one-stop shop for all the best-selling shooter franchises on consoles. So Call of Duty, Halo, Gears of mm. War, Doom, Overwatch, which is obviously that's all true if it was exclusive. And it would then be free from serious comp- competitive pressure. So this is a really <clears throat> feel kind of a bit of a wild claim that they want to turn them in basically into 
a Nintendo, like yeah, differentiated really Nintendo. Yeah, really unsuccessful company. That's like, yeah, you know, but this, actually making this, more money than all of them. It's kind at of this crazy. point, what are you going to... I mean, look, the reality is they don't want to lose money, right? So they can't just say, hey, we don't want to lose money because we're losing money if this deal goes through. You but, have to find a, a more legal spin to it and say, oh, it's anti-competitive, blah, blah, blah. Like, which, like, I think you can try to mount that case. Well, of course you can. Absolutely, you can. The and challenge, that's exactly what they're trying to do. The challenge for <laughs> for Sony is then, on the other hand, oh, what was that game? Final Fantasy sixteen that's coming out. Oh, oh yeah, exclusive for six months to PlayStation. It's like they they do this. They just don't have as much money to do it more effectively, right? Mm. So they don't really have a leg to stand on. I think it's. You know, and I know some people, including people I like, like uh, Colin Moriarty from the Sacred Symbols podcast, he's like, oh, they do it more organically. And then they've gone out and bought, you know, Bungie. <laughs> it's like the mm. the least organic purchase ever is literally, in most people's minds, like a, an Xbox type of thing, you know, Bungie. So, so possibly the spiciest part of this is the mm. FTC in, in US, for me anyway, of, with the potential that this has. So... Um, now, originally, a ruling on the acquisition by the, the US Federal Trade Commission was expected by late November. Obviously, we're on the 27th at the moment. According to reports from news outlet Politico, the FTC is likely, according to their sources now, the term strong word likely here, mm. so it's not confirmed, to file an antitrust lawsuit in an attempt to block the acquisition. Um, so that would obviously be a huge uh, barrier for Microsoft if that was to happen. So that's kind of, I think, Intergot, you were mentioning earlier in the week that, you know, obviously the, the share prices and everything are reflecting all this news. And Yeah, and like it's interesting because, you know, Microsoft's got an offer to buy Activision Blizzard for $95 per share. And they were mm. trading at the time like $62. And then they shot up to around like $82. And the theory is like, you know, through time, it should go up to around 95 because otherwise if currently right now it's trading for like 70, $75 per share. So if you in your heart were like, it is guaranteed to come off, you could buy it at 75 and then every share you buy, you're going to make 20 bucks in like a year's time. Right? Like that's an amazing investment if you're guaranteed, but that's the point. It's not guaranteed. And then if you actually look at the underlying, I haven't done like a fair market valuation of what I think it would be worth. Um, but I mean, like Activision, a lot of their things are going well, like Call of Duty is selling well still, et cetera. But if you look at the Blizzard side, man, they are like really soft. Like Overwatch 2 launched really poorly. I'm not sure if they're still making a lot of money through the monetization. Diablo feels really soft in the market. You know, they, get, they now have to get out of China because they lost their deal with NetEase. So, I don't know, there's a lot of money coming off the table in that space. And, yeah, yeah like, I don't think it's a guarantee. I still think it's going to happen. I think all of this is really the regulators telling Microsoft and sending signals to Microsoft, come to the table, we need to negotiate some kind of deal to, that, we, that we're comfortable with. So, so my, Mike, yeah. as someone who's very rarely soft, do you feel... <laughs> I was wondering what line you wanted to say. Do very you true. feel... Very true. What, what mm. would you care if this fell through? What, what's your feeling on that? Do you want this to pass? Would you care if it doesn't or doesn't? You know, what's your feeling on this? I'll one? be honest, I, I don't give a fuck. Um, I would like it to potentially pass purely so people can still play the games on PlayStation without having to worry about it. Mm. So, from a consumer perspective, I think the way things are at the moment, 
great for consumers, right? The moment this passes, then you run into the territory of certain people might be restricted, they won't be able to play it, they got to fork out more money to buy a different console, yada, yada, yada. So from that perspective, absolutely shouldn't, shouldn't pass, I hope, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, do I specifically give a shit? No, because I don't like the Call of Duty games anymore. I, I think they're repetitive and boring, but whatever, that's me, who gives a shit? But from a purely consumer perspective, I think... <laughs> It's better if it doesn't pass. And, and this, which is funny one, you know, like you've got a quote in here saying, um, following the report, Activision Blizzard CCO Lulu Cheng Mercervi said, quote, and I hope this quote is correct and copied verbatim, seeing a lot of speculation about Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. Any suggestion that the transaction could have anti-competitive ex- uh, effects is absurd. The merger will benefit gamers and the US gaming industry, especially as we face different competition from... What the fuck does that mean? It will benefit gamers. Very funny, nice little edit. It will benefit gamers in the US gaming industry. How? How? Exactly how? I hate when they use those bullshit words that have zero meaning. It it won't benefit gamers at all. It's a detriment to gamers. How the fuck can this possibly benefit gamers when it's locking out a whole bunch of gamers from being able to play that game potentially? That is just fucking bullshit. I hate when when dickheads like that say stuff like that. I agree. I fully support gamers. I'm fully behind gamers. Uh, and number one, Twinny, how are you going to go next year with Mike when I'm off the show permanently? Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to tune in. Banded ship. Um, <laughs> Big Fortnite in gaming. I'll just do it by myself, <laughs> goddammit. I'll be just here with two blank screens on each side. I, and I'll look, rent for an hour and a half. At this point... <laughs> Obviously, I do like to discuss this because it's it's a big part, a big change in the industry. I am kind of I'm I want this to be over at the same time. Yeah, it's just like, get through it, right? And at this point, I actually almost want it to fail for kind of the reason you said, Mike. Just the fact that you know, like, then everyone still gets their, to play Diablo. Everyone still gets to play Call of Duty, regardless, and everything. And you know it. The big, one of the biggest benefits of this whole thing to me was a chance to clean out the culture of Activision Blizzard because it'd been through all the shit. We had Bobby Kotick, you know, just being uh, being Bobby Kotick. We had the whole, you know, um, obviously the all the lawsuits and, you know, stuff about the sexual uh, allegations and things. And so it was a chance to almost just clean that out and possibly bring back some of the IPs that left on the, the left in the dust. Mm. But at this point, I'm like, well, it's, is it more trouble than it's worth, you know? I mean, the last thing I wanted to say on it, I just wanted to to not go forward because Microsoft is so shit at managing game studios. Like, they've, they own a gazillion game studios. No fucking games came out this year. It's like the one job they need to do. So I don't want them to get, you know, more studios and then wreck those studios. So that's my last little quote on it. Cool. So we all want it to fail. I think it's a good... Uh, fail. Once we're yes. all on the same page. <laughs> Sorry, Microsoft. All right. For a bit of nicer news, Sorry, I thought... I thought we would actually talk about the Wave 3 of Marika 8 Deluxe DLC tracks that uh, have been revealed. So, And there's a reason I also wanted to bring this up, but I'll just cover some of the basic details. So if anyone doesn't know, the booster course pass for Marika 8 Deluxe, uh, basically there's six waves, I think it is. Is it six or five? Into, I think it's six. And basically there's eight courses in each wave. And if you already have a, the Switch Online expansion pass... There, it's available to six. you for no for no six waves, so no extra cost. But you can also buy this like whole pack um, uh, for twenty five dollars Australian as well. 
So, and just as an aside, we're talking about this, um, I think it was offline last week, about the biggest selling games of all time. The fact that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, as of September, has sold over 48 million copies, which ranks it as the seventh best-selling game of all time. It is absolutely insane. So, And that's Deluxe. I, I believe that's mm. just Deluxe. That's not including... Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, which sold oh, like so. 10 or 15 million copies. I like everyone well. who has a Switch has that game, though. Well, Whether they play or not is, is a separate I, question, like, dude, but they I, all have it. <laughs> I have multiple Switches, so they all get added up, right? Mm. And I'm not buying multiple, even though I actually did buy multiple copies of Mario Kart 8. I bought a digital <laughs> I'm one. I'm not buying, although I did. And I, I bought the physical, you know, mostly a physical. And then I bought the VR one. And then I'm like, and... oh, i got to buy the digital because it's so annoying switching back to it all the time. So I'm like, I guess, yeah, fuck, that's pretty embarrassing, but... <laughs> All right, so I'll just quickly cover the the course I announced. Um, so of the the new the Rock Cup, we have uh, London Loop from Mario Kart Tour. We got Boo Lake from Mario Kart Super Circuit. We have Rock Rock Mountain from Mario Kart Seven, which is the 3DS one. Maple Treeway from the Wii Mario Kart. And for the Moon Cup, we have Berlin Byways from Mario Kart 2 Tour. We have Peach Gardens from Mario Kart DS, which is a great track. We have Merry Mountain from Mario Kart Tour. And we have the 3DS version of Rainbow Road from Mario Kart 7. So there are some really cool tracks in here. I particularly like the Mario Kart 7 Rainbow Road. And uh, I mentioned... I like that a lot as well. I think that might be one of my favorite Rainbow Roads. Hmm. And the Peach Garden as well. And I always like seeing the the Super Circuit Game Boy Advance ones like brought into 3D. That always looks cool. The the one thing that's, again, disappointing, we talked about this when we talked about the Wave 2 courses that had the cool Sydney track from Mario Kart Tour mm. in it, is as a big fan of Double Dash, this is the third DLC wave. And again, there's been there's been no new GameCube tracks added in. And Well, how many are we missing, though? Because the base mean? game's got quite a lot of the Double Dash courses, doesn't it? Uh, it's uh, Double Dash actually has the second lowest amount of tracks in the whole game of the series. And as part of the Retro, the Extra, and the yeah. Booster course, only the SNES Mario Kart has less tracks in the game. They should so, have every bloody SNES track. That's the yeah, greatest Mario Kart. The thing with the SNES track is I understand because obviously you're having to bring something from a from 2D mode 7 into a brand new thing, whereas the GameCube tracks are almost ready to go with reworking of the visuals, you know? So it's kind of like, it's a shame. I, but there are rumours and, you know, people have found music tracks and stuff that potentially indicate there might be three GameCube tracks added in as part of the following ones. But okay, uh, that's... Well, I mean, if you consider a spoiler, then uh, <laughs> sorry, I should have given a spoiler warning, people. Um, but yeah, it is just, I think there's so many good um, GameCube tracks that are just left, um, you know, in, in the past. So I hope they bring them in. So mm. I still like, I know that people criticize the new visuals because it's a different style for the booster courses, but I, I like it. It kind of breaks it up as well. I still love the Mario Kart 8 courses, but these are much more simple the way they've made them. And more like cartoony almost, but hmm. it's crazy, man. Because it's going to take us to, I think, 96 tracks Whoa. total it's in Mario nuts. Kart 8 Deluxe. If you have this in the base nuts. game. I know, it's so crazy. Considering like the some of the older Mario Kart games used to have like 16 courses in them, you know, and then they obviously started adding the ones that had the, with the retro course and things. But basically, like, it is crazy the amount that are in these. I just it's, want to say they've got so many... Um, what do they call these where you got like, what, uh, two, no, what, what is it? Where it's like four races. What is that thing called? Like mushroom mm. tour? No, that's not right. Mushroom 
course. Cup? The cups? No, no I'm saying yeah, the cups. Yeah, yeah, yeah cups. cups. Yeah. They've got even so I know that. <laughs> they've got so many of them now. It's like sixteen different cups that they they're running out of symbols for yes. these cups. They're just fucking like here's a mushroom with a stone on it. Like we don't want <laughs> fuck. We just like oh, we've run cup. out of symbols for this shit. Damn. <laughs> it, it's fascinating though. I mean, I, I'm not a huge huge player of this, but I've always enjoyed these games whenever I did play them. But how how does it work from like uh I, I, I don't know from from an experience perspective where you you used to be able to try to perfect specific tracks because you had such a sh- small number of tracks you'd play them over and over again and you'd perfect and you know every single shortcut everything beautifully but when you have this many unless you're really really into this game it, it changes the dynamic of how the game feels if you know what I mean you don't quite perfect tracks anymore you kind of just play a bunch well, of different tracks but how I mean. That? For people that are that into it and perfecting tracks, they've been playing this since the since the yeah, new that's true. version. So they you just know, per- so perfect each track as yeah, it comes along. Yeah, they've had true. a long time to get used to those older tracks. So. Here is something more uh, more important though, which is fuck Mario Kart. Whatever happened to Wacky Wheels? And in fact, I kind of know what happened with Wacky Wheels, but. Who the hell owns the right to Wacky Wheels now? Because that's a franchise they need to make. It's so weird because I actually heard someone talk about Wacky Wheels the other day. I'm like, that's was so Wacky funny. Wheels uh, Apogee? Was it Apogee? Yeah, it was Apogee. It's like what three D realms it? now. Yeah, Apogee, I, I have yeah. lost track of what the hell it is now. But then wait, didn't Apogee come back as a publisher? Yeah, we covered then, the, we covered them on the yeah, show. Yeah, so I'm yeah. really confused who the who the F actually owns. No, wait, well, hang on. I, I've been reading it. Who owns so the rights it's, now? Quesadilla games. What the hell is Quesadilla games? They bought the rights to it. Okay, well, they, isn't that not Cascadia? Oh, Cascadia, I don't know. Cascadia games. Well, they better bloody make some games. So yeah, Wacky Wheels HD made, came out yeah. on each. Uh, came out on Steam in but they 2016. 2016. If yeah. I reach out to them, how much would we all have to chip in together to buy the rights to Wacky Wheels? Uh... <laughs> I, I reckon we. Could, I reckon we could convince Joe Jives to. I reckon contribute. I'll put ten grand in to get Wacky Wheels to buy the IP. I How much would you pay? Man, they must have paid peanuts for this game because if you go to CascadeGames.com, I'm I'm not shitting on them. I, I mean, these games might be really cool, but <laughs> it's not a particularly big studio by the looks of it. And yeah, I feel like something like Wacky Wheels deserved. Yeah, a big Wacky, name. How much do you guys get to chip in? How much are you guys going to chip in? To get uh, new Wacky Wheels. I don't yeah. know, 20, 20 bucks. 100 bucks. I, I'm being serious about saying how I put 10 grand in and you guys are putting <laughs> in like... Can, can you give me a business plan to, to the covers what the re- plan for return on investment is on that? Yeah, yeah, I can please? whack that out. Cool, I'm, cool. I'm, e- I'm emailing them right now. I'm just seeing if I can actually... You're like, emailing Cascade Games. Are yeah, you trying yeah. to buy the license back? Yeah, <laughs> I'm interested to buy the IP of okay. Wacky Wheels. <laughs> What is like? What is your offer? Like, let me. Dude, I, I would. I would invest in something like that. <laughs> so you it's such a cool game. Yeah, it's 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 a very. Look, see, uh, Wacky Wheels IP. I'm not what? revealing anything here, am I? No, I no. hope not. <laughs> I'm on the I'm on the Cascadia Games website, mm. which which uh, the SSL certificate seems to have expired. By the way, yes, um, it's not secure. They there can't even it, there that. is a game here. There is a game here that I swear is just Bubsy. Like the picture is Bubsy. It looks but, like Bubsy, yeah, but it's not called Bubsy. It is a is literal Bubsy ripoff. Yeah, <laughs> I wish you could bring. Hey, I wish you could hey, bring this up. Watch out! We're, we're like talking of uh, writing an email. They can watch this. So what am I writing? Hi, <laughs> you're writing the email. Interested in buying the Wacky Wheels IP. 
Yeah, we have $10,120 <laughs> to offer you. No, no, we don't want to put the offerings. <laughs> can we, Can we like, connect on Discord to chat or something? What should yeah, we say? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Can we connect uh, on Discord or... Uh... So this is what we've turned into, is it? <laughs> Well, would you not buy the Wacky Wheels IP? I would! If it was reasonably priced, I absolutely okay. would. So what the, are we the writing? Pod, the podcast ends not with a bang, but with a whimper. <laughs> this is a whimper? Imagine if we buy the Wacky Wheels IP. I know! And then we release Wacky Wheels 2. Yeah! That'd be amazing. That'd be the most amazing story of the podcast. Are you kidding me? No, we no, we make Wacky Wheels Picross. There you go. Whoa. Oh, now we're talking. Oh, oh yeah. Like, no, we've got to go ahead. We've got to have Wacky Wheels Booster Course. <laughs> So what are we writing, Mike? Quick, I want to send this right. quickly. I'll be back in a second. You guys are at the level. Uh Yeah, can we connect on Discord to discuss possible options? Um, PS, please fix your Disc- SSL. Oh, look at this. This is even better. <laughs> Smart Compose. Yeah, look further. <laughs> are we sending? Yeah, send it. Done. Awesome. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Right, wait, getting Wacky Wheels too, boys. That would be amazing if we. <laughs> that would be so cool. Because you know we're always to... talking about making games and stuff. Yeah, that's like the greatest reason to make a game. We own Wacky Wheels. Yeah, we own Wacky Wheels. And that That'd was man, I loved that game back in the day. I did as Far well. Out. I did as well. I, I played it more than I played Mario Kart. I reckon. You know what I reckon we'd do if we made Wacky Wheels? You got to make it like a descent into madness. So as you're going through the levels, like sh- more and more shit happens, and then it's a different game altogether. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's actually how you make it really interesting. <laughs> Turns to some weird animal farm esque. I don't know. I reckon there's a chance we could buy this shit, man. Ah, uh, pretty slim. But I mean, maybe they're desperate for money. Why? Why is it pretty slim? A necessary certificate. How much value I don't know what, would this have? Well, I just don't know. I have no idea. I they they probably didn't make much money from it, to be honest. It it actually got pulled from Steam. I don't know why. It came out in 2016 on Steam, as in Wacky Wheels HD, and then it got pulled, and I have no idea why. And then there's an iPhone version of it, of it, which might have been the same one that was on Steam. But yeah, I don't kind of imagine it's know. like smashed it or anything. Hmm. It's actually hard to find any information about it. Hmm. Where are Cascada Games based and stuff? There's like nothing. This is this is what I mean. It got, they sold such a big franchise, and this website doesn't even have such a big franchise. Well, no, no. What? Okay, maybe not a big franchise. Sorry, it's such a such an iconic game, right? Well, Wacky I don't know. That's such. I mean, I don't and... want to talk it down, given that we're about to buy the IP rights. To it was it. Okay. It, was, it was iconic just shit, shit, little game that came no, out <laughs> it was fun little pocket of time shareware game that a certain age group that had pcs yeah. would have would have experienced yeah you know. but i would cool, like right? i, I don't even why know where these guys pulled. are based where, had, what, what's going on with it this? had 25 percent score on steam Whoa, okay. <laughs> it's like yeah. this is a really low score man this is crazy i'm trying to see if they've got like any data on sales, like how many it's actually sold. If someone would have asked me, what do you think, where do you think the podcast potentially go off rails this episode? I would not have expected in the Mario we Kart segment. Yeah. <laughs> and no, man, us like... wanting to buy, to buy Wacky you Wheels. You think it's nuts? I, so I, what my idea is at the start, Swinny, is that mm. Wacky Wheels, as you're going through the tracks, it's a descent to madness. And then the, <laughs> ca- the game transforms from just a kart racing game. So Wacky Wheels... 
it basically is the is Frog Fractions three. It's the game that, uh, that yes, okay, correct. Or like um, what's that other one that that has? It's like a dating sim, but then it like goes off the rails. Like I can't it's, uh, it's it's like Doki Doki Literature yeah, Doki, Club. Exactly, it's the Doki Doki Literature okay. Club of kart races. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm selling. And then at the end, you go wacky wheels. They're all crazy. That's why. Yeah. You, know, you know what it reminds me of? It's High like life. You know the banana splits, like that TV show that had like the characters and costumes and everything. Anyway, it was like a kids' TV show, and then they made a horror movie, basically where it turns these kids' characters into like slasher villains. Yes, it's, that's yeah. yes, yes. Well, very, very good uh, bunch of new tracks for Mario Kart. Right <laughs> yes. Now. All right, let's let's keep going because we do have a special feature at the end of the show. So the next segment, and we'll probably just get through this one quickly, but I thought it was an interesting <laughs> one, which is the fact that Sony may finally be sh- uh, cracking down on a whole bunch of shovelware games on the PlayStation Store. So in a letter reportedly sent out to developers, according to the website uh, Dex. uh, Dex.exe, so basically they said that um, a developer reached out and said the, gave them the letter. So I'm taking this at face value, but obviously, you know, it'd be good to have more confirmation on this. But it does have a copy of some of the letter and everything. And it states that they're implementing a new spam and dupe... I hate this word. Can you, can, Mike, can you say this word for me? I hate it so much. Uh, dupe, spam and... Rep- d- hmm? Duplicative. Dupl- is it duplicative? 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 Is that how you say that word? I've never known how to say that word. Duplicative oh, yeah. content. Uh, policy to clean up the store, basically. So Duplicative. We're talking yeah. about <laughs> developers that just take a game... You know, it could be an asset flip, but then they might they they copy it again and give it a different name. And there's apparently this was a massive issue on the PlayStation Store. It's also an issue on other stores as well. But yeah, on the Switch, so it's way worse on PlayStation. PlayStation's particularly bad. So I was on PS. I went on PS PSN profile. So you know that's a big trophy website and wanted to get their take on this because it does also affect a lot of games that are just put up for the whole point of getting platinum trophies. Right. And apparently there's over 2,000 titles like this on the store uh-huh. um, that are just absolute just dreck put up for, for... You know, Steam's obviously way worse, but PlayStation Store is really bad in that regard. But basically their quote is that they want to ensure that customers can search and discover the full breadth of experiences on the PlayStation cool. and, you know, that game other games have a chance of being discovered and so they're not covered by this cat, basically. Um, so the the way they define these titles is, you know, products whose functionality or assets are copied and not meaningfully different from other products already published on the store, multiple concepts and product variances, uh, variants published by individual partners that have duplicative functionality or experiences, differentiated nice. only by minor variances. So awesome. it's basically just, I think that, you know, this is a really good step. Um, and they basically say that, you know, like games that meet this criteria will either be shadow banned, so they won't, you know... Here, really, unless you have to really go hunt for them mm. properly, or they'll be delisted. And if a um, developer keeps putting these games up, then they could potentially even be banned from publishing games. What's going to happen to all the Kemco games? Kemco, uh, do not <laughs> make this <laughs> right. I'm kidding. There's, there's oh, I was going to say that joke. I want to be really clear with this because there are like there's a lot of games that have easy achievements, but the games are their own games, right? Yeah. It's not those games these are the game these are just oh, absolute <laughs> these are absolute dreck that is just like there's all there's so many horrible games out there so Look, so this is this is the game called stroke the dog right yeah this is a playstation 5 Wait, game. this is an actual playstation yeah. game 
Okay. <laughs> this is a PlayStation 5 game. Right? So okay, you yep. press X to stroke. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is a very look at this. Look at this. What the Ten strokes. Fuck? Look, look. How does this one oh, look, one at the, the top? Twenty five. Oh, I got a trophy. <laughs> How does this pass? <laughs> Seventy one <laughs> trophies and then it's like a platinum trophy as well, and that's it. Yep. It's so crazy, dude. How it's does so this crazy. fucking pass? It's did, bad. Did they don't filter these things. They don't have a policy against this shit to begin with. And that trophies community, uh, the PSN profiles. I also just want to get the general feeling <laughs> like of how they. Yeah, how two thousand. Yay! I <laughs> wanted to. Sorry, sorry. I wanted to get the general feeling from them because obviously those easy platinum ones affect mm. them the most in terms of like the audience. And I'd say of the comments I read in this big thread about almost like 99% of people are for this decision. So oh, yeah, it no. is, I th- yeah. So, because it's just like, it just, yeah. Please anyway. do it on Switch. Switch is just, but, but I find it interesting though, because no, it's, I go dude, to... it's not as bad on the Switch. No, right? I know it's not as bad. The thing is, the this way is, it this works is on because Switch because of worse. trophies. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's causing but, but I, this kind of stupid behavior. I mean, when, when I go to PlayStation, I look at their sales and stuff like that. I actually don't come across this stuff all that often. Something about the way they've done their store at least you tend to find more decent games that are, are put at the top, or I don't, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> these are all whereas, real games. Whereas with Switch, <laughs> see, I, have, I, I, I wouldn't, I've never seen these things if I, if I actually <laughs> search for something. This. this is shocking. It's, it's bad, but this kind of stuff, I, I <laughs> it's so embarrassing. Uh, you don't come across it. You don't naturally come. Only, sorry, I have never come across this naturally. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas on the Switch. You can get you it have for to discount and go moment. through through like pages and pages worth of this bullshit. It's yeah, so yeah. annoying, mm-hmm. and there's no way to hide it. There's no way to do anything about it. It's way it's it's probably worse on PlayStation in terms of the quantity, but somehow they're already doing a much better job to filter those things out. Whereas the Switch, there's zero filtering. It's just mm-hmm. all the garbage that just yeah, goes yeah, along with all the good shit. So. Like oh, this is the second time I've mentioned this dude, but Colin Moriarty was one of the guys who was pushing for this stuff to be blocked like really aggressively because mm. he's like this is because he would go through every new game that comes out on the playstation that's Jeez. where you see this crap it's mm. like each week it's like there's 20 or 30 games like this each week oh, that comes man. out right and you, he looks at him and he's like this is insane this is crazy mm. right so he like is quite influential in the playstation community so he lobbied like all the trophy sites ps profiles everything to make it so that these games are muted like they don't show you can't That's why search I've never for them. Seen them. No, no, no. But this is only on those sites, right? Oh, and they don't okay. add to your trophy count in that site, right? Mm-hmm. So then, like they, he, like they actually accepted that and they attributed it pretty much to him, right? And that mm-hmm. was about a month ago, and it feels like it's flowed through the system now, where mm-hmm. it's a bit mm-hmm. like it's gotten more attention, and finally Sony's like, oh, okay, we've got a bit of a problem here. And I, I think, like, Steam's fine. Because the idea with Steam is, like, as long as it's not a virus malware and it boots, it's fine. You can sell it, right? And let the market sort itself out. But I think with a game console, to me, it needs to have some level of curation. Like, well, it has to, to like, have something, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it's like, okay, the list of new games. Is there not someone at fucking Sony that's, Obviously like... Not. Well, being like, what the fuck are all these games <laughs> popping up every new, every bloody week, <laughs> and just realizing that there's an issue here, you know? So. Yeah, I agree. No, because yeah. you probably just—I I mean, whoever—I mean, I don't know—but whoever probably is responsible for letting those things go through 
probably just goes to their job like we all do, nine to five, hates their existence, <laughs> wishes they had a different job. And then you kind of uh, just like, whatever, there's no pride in your job. This is the job that you can't take it. some time off to watch the Game Awards with your, it's your best Mike. mates. Mike is the content moderator of PlayStation Store. I should Store. become the content moderator at the PlayStation Store, yeah. You Would you do that? A, well, you then I definitely could take some time off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not doing anything no, you know job. what's coming out, so you have to ban yourself from the stream. <laughs> I know. All right, well, that's all from me on that. I don't know if you guys had a final thing. No. All right, well, let's quickly wrap up some of the other headlines of the week in The Big Sizzler. So take it away, guys. What is there anything you want to talk about? Uh, one of the ones that I wanted to point out that you've actually brought to my attention. I, at first, I thought it was Akira because my brain changes, especially if it's in Japan, it changes it to Akira, but it's Arikas. Arika, is that right? Arika, yeah. Yeah, Japan-only arcade title Tetris, the Grandmaster, is going to come to the Switch and PS4. Definitely not shovelware. I'm, I actually didn't know this was happening, and I'm super keen to play this game. Yeah, so I want to be clear not... that we not we don't know 100 percent if it it has is going to have a Western release, but oh, is a very you, oh, oh, no. you, why would you not write in parentheses do... Western release TBC man? I Jesus know. Why Christ. would I not do exactly you what prick. I did? Now, but what I want to say is this: basically, um, this is being put out. I think it's being put out by being put out by hamster who put out a lot of the arcade classic neo geo games and they're i think they've released like 300 re-released 300 games on on various platforms and i think only like six or eight have not gotten a western release so there's mm. a very good chance that it will it's just i want to be clear that we don't know that yet yeah. for because it's a was a japan only game but yeah Tetris grandmaster is awesome like that is one of the like in that community, you know, like GDQ, they run this stuff, and it's just like it's that's an awesome version of that game. So, mm. I just want to congratulate the Pokemon Company on learning how to print money <laughs> and selling over ten million copies of Scarlet and Violet in the last three days. In the first three days, ten million copies, which, according mm-hmm. to wherever I had this, was Nintendo's biggest launch ever, or Nintendo, you know, whatever. Like I know it's a Pokemon people company, want it, the people get it. If that's the case, that is insane. That is yeah. fucking insane. It's a bit of a free market. It reminds me of, uh, just to go on a small tangent, um, I used to be, not anymore, but I used to follow the, the Lego subreddit on Reddit, and I got really fucking annoyed at the fact that a huge chunk of the posts are people just posting pictures of what they purchased. Not even the build set, not even oh, the open yeah, yeah, box. Yeah. It's literally just look at what I fucking bought. Look at what I went into a store, put some money for maybe no, on my credit card are you or whatever. Are angry that they weren't? Take a look at my box. Upvoting your like builds. No, no, because I haven't. I haven't been posting. I haven't been posting that kind of shit anymore because yeah. of exactly this reason. Maybe You're angry. But it's other people. I, I look at other people's really cool creations, and I'm like, man, this is really cool. I upvoted. I'm, I'm interested in seeing any comments they do about it. So wait, you're saying they get it's a little all. bit toxic on reddit no way no it's not toxic i mean if that's what people like to look at an upvote that's why people like to look at a, an upvote i don't really give a shit but it's just clearly not my thing if you know what i mean i'm not into if i, if I want that bullshit i'll go to facebook or something if i want to see people post pictures of stuff which is all that's that what, is that's right? what reddit's become let's be real it's the it's the facebook version too it 100 percent is so I just anyway, say, that's a bloody tangent. Yeah, I just want to say, look, for all that the everyone, including us, especially last week, are shitting on the technical side of, of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I wasn't. I'm shitting seeing. It. I'm seeing. I'm seeing a lot of 
people out there having a lot of fun with this game. So I just want to kind of say that, you know, they're, obviously they're, this game is 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 appealing to people, you know, yeah. regardless of its technical faults. So if yeah. the team came to me and said, hey, boss, we want to like, you know, invest more. So, you know, we want to <laughs> actually have anti-aliased <laughs> characters. Or, Shut up. <laughs> you know, better textures than not from the 90s. I go, you're fired. <laughs> <That's>, you're fired. <laughs> Do you not see how much money we're making? Ah. I'm not hiring more people. We've got a team of fifty. That's enough. I mean, how um, many people actually work on Pokemon? Like that per person. It's got to be like the most profitable game of all oh, time. 100%. But I doubt they'll. Leave, I, I somehow suspect. I have no idea what the structure is like. But I wouldn't be surprised if they don't get big bonuses or anything like that. No, but they that's just get that's Japan. Salary Japan, they, and no, no, congratulations, dude. In Japan, they Thanks don't. For... They don't do that in Japan. Like I have would like big bonuses and stuff like I that. I would love to see like obviously translated like QA report. <laughs> from the testers back to like and just to oh, see yeah, that reaction awesome. <laughs> reaction of people being like oh, yeah whatever just chuck it nah. <laughs> oh the windmill the windmill's running at two frames a second from no only like 100 meters away that. whatever who cares that's about right mate yeah. it's like the worst trade you ever Get come into your house fucking it up and going oh yeah i'll charge you billions for that um one of the ones, things I wanted to mention was um, Superliminal. So Superliminal is a really mm. cool first-person puzzle game that's get uh, has got a free next-gen upgrade for PS5 and Xbox Series X. So I actually played through that game this year, and I didn't talk about it in the show because it just fell when we had one of our breaks, but Superliminal is really, really fun. So glad it's got a new update. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did. I do actually want to play it. I remember starting mm. it, and I'm like, oh, man, the frame rate's a bit... Because I think it's still 30 or something on, on the console. But admittedly, it, was, it also felt kind of clunky on a console um that not clunky but just the it it feels like a game that's a bit more suited for pc it's a very simple game so it's a very simple yeah, game but, but now it still might feel quite right with, on console with this new update then if you want to play on console then uh, I, think I think it I does run at 60 so um but yeah it's it's not also it's also a pretty short game so i recommend mm-hmm. giving it a shot and it's a, a really cool concept so I, yeah. I, it's one of it's one of those games that's like at the very top of my, I really, really want to play it properly because it's such an awesome concept. Cool. So, yeah, the only other one that I want to mention was uh, Switch. Switch Sports mm-hmm. is getting its golf mode coming in, which awesome. is uh, was a really cool mode in uh, what was it? Wii Sports Resort, I think it was that had golf mode. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I might fire it up again. It's actually like tomorrow, if you're if you're saying if these dates are correct. So yeah, exciting, yep. exciting. I'll take day off work. All right, well, uh, if there's nothing else to bring up, we will jump into our special feature. So this week, this week we wanted to take some time to reminisce about the good old days of video gaming and ask ourselves the question, what did older games do better than modern games? In a segment we call... Back in my day. <laughs> nice, nice. Back in my day, we <laughs> used to go <laughs> to <laughs> the game store uphill both ways in okay. the snow. We actually have a games. lot of people who listen, so I'd put some visuals uh, up with the back in my yeah, day. Yeah, there were some That's really cool visuals. Damn. That was very, that was very cool. Um, but okay. yeah, this is, this is very much old man yells at cloud, Shakespeare's <laughs> to cloud, uh, you know. Shake harder, boy. Um, I, it's and it's a cool concept, you know. Like, where it's not that it's not trying to be negative. It's just there's some things that we might feel that you know may have been better in some older games. So, can I, I start? Know. You can start, Mike. <laughs> Only because it's a segue to what I was saying before about going uphill both ways to get to the game store to get the games. 
Um, having those physical copies was... I, I did, there was just something cool about it. And, and it wasn't just having a case with a disc in it that is effectively, in, in a lot of instances nowadays, not even the full game anymore. Yes, that's exactly what, what I kind of look like if I turn this way. Um, so, so, so having an actual, like I remember getting physical copies of Need for Speed, Fallout, they had a proper box, they had, they had a really cool manual that you could he sit in the toilet. I, I do like my boxes. And I remember, I remember uh, sometimes I'd get so excited I'd have to go poop before I, I'd, I'd start playing the game. <laughs> so I'll take, the, I'll take the manual with me and I'll just like peruse the pages and... <laughs> Sniff that, sniff that beautifully freshly printed manual, and <laughs> that you just can't do like that anymore. The, the now smells like anymore. shit. <laughs> the now smells like shit because I, I was in the toilet with it. But and you can't, you, you just some of those experiences just do not exist yeah. anymore. You go, you look at a game, you <laughs> download it, boom, off you go, you play it. Well, can, by the way, it's not a bad quickly, thing. But... Can I just say the way you talk about the manual make it sound like a person when you go? <laughs> I took it in the toilet with me. Like you, I was in the toilet what? with no. the manual. It sounds like weird. The framing. Well, how very, am I supposed very to frame it? I, I took it and I had the well, manual in the toilet. It right? is a very personal experience, <laughs> and I think that's part of what made the experience so good. That <laughs> anyway, so you were going to say something? I was just going to say, obviously, <laughs> not every game, but I mean, you can still buy physical games. Not no, the man, the manual part, but a lot of is course. just a disc now. And okay, half okay. the time, the disc doesn't even have the full game anymore. Well, yeah, you put it in, you got to wait ten fucking hours yeah, to yeah, go yeah. get I've, the actual game. I've got a mega list. You had to go first because I, I I have a mega list. I've got more, but you go on. No, I got a longer list than you okay but i've got another short short no, addition you can only to have this. one you can only have one no no but this is a di- and, and it, oh, i got way more uh, this is an addition no, no, to this. it's one each it's one yeah, each. i just got a psf notification what do they want it's not one each <laughs> it is one each what? we're doing one each that was the brief <laughs> but wait how can your list be so long then if just in just case you guys cover mine i had backups on backups okay well i will i will continue on the same point which is i remember when you used to be able to rent games from the video store. no this is the second this is this no is it's the, still this part is of having the physical copies this is the technical foul you're out you used to be able to go get physical copies the video from store video didn't store. have the manual never had the manual not about the manual about well, it had a photocopied version of the manual yeah, exactly <laughs> no it's but the it's absolute not about the opposite of the, the experience of getting a physical it's game. about the physical copies that you used to be able to hold in your hand and you take the cartridges out and you'll slam them into that thing and they wouldn't work so you'd have to blow wait, them hard can we then... let's go back to the first one wait wait because you, yeah. you've said two now so well, wait, I have way what? more than that. No, but, but you're only meant to have one. But anyway. I d- wasn't told that. Uh, it fucking literally says. You want me to put it on the screen <laughs> what, as well? What? Did older games do <laughs> better than modern games? Do not it put doesn't it say only chat one. On screen. Do not put it, it, it says one each. It says one each. Where? I said one each everywhere. <laughs> no, not in the bloody run sheet. It's not. And I one followed thing the run sheet. Each. That was better in older games. That's what I said. No, all I read is this week we wanted to take right, some time to reminisce okay, okay, about the good old days okay. of video gaming and right. ask ourselves so you've the said question, two, but let's... what did older games do better than modern games? There was no one each. We've only done like 100 plus podcasts, but... Although, have you done 100? I don't think you've done 100 yet, but... No, I haven't done 100 yet. You're close, but... Well, wait, wait, wait. Well, I, have, I have five to cover, so no, what are you talking yeah, about? No, you're only exactly. doing one. I'll fucking stop the stream, man. I'll jump off this fucking oh, thing. fuck, what with my right. other ones? Wait, wait, maybe so, the, maybe No, not what the one. other ones are. I just... You've, you didn't let us talk about the first one. So, wait. Yeah, okay. Fir- so, yeah, we'll get back to the rental thing. 
But, but yeah. what's the first one that you said? What is well, the actual I don't know, contention? Manual? Manual? Is that what you're saying? Or? No, physical copies. Let's go physical copies. But there's still physical copies. What are you talking about? You have like <laughs> no, a, but it's the different. universe to talk about. No, it's different. Talk about, so I because buy it's not, mostly it's, just it's physical different. games in It's Maniac. different. Now it's just a, a, a shitty plastic case with a disc in it. That's it. And by far the most cases. So it's the manual then. That's the only difference. No, it's not the only difference. The other ones had really cool boxes. Like box art. <laughs> It's the really P- cool Look, boxes. I think if you're talking PC games, this is yeah, PC games. if you're talking PC games, this is, is a talking? huge thing. Yeah, yeah but no, PC but games? even like if you think about even even uh, Super Nintendo games and stuff, had really cool physical boxes and stuff. They're okay. Yeah, They're and okay. I don't know if they contained extra goodies and stuff, but some of them did. In any case, I just think <laughs> the, the experience, the experience of 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 having the game and getting the game and yes. going to obtain the game and then opening the game and the anticipation behind the game was completely different. Now, I anticipate that I will take the disc out, put it in, and then wait a bunch of hours till I can maybe hopefully start playing the game. And it's just the whole the whole foreplay. That's that's another I'll call thing. It that. <laughs> The foreplay. No, no, don't introduce more things. All right, okay. There's no foreplay when it comes to gaming. Can I reframe what you're saying, right? I to like maybe it makes more sense for me in this way. It's I I get yeah. Foreplay is probably the right way to frame it, right? It's that you excited. Like when I got Ocarina of Time, Mm. right? Gold box, super excited. Mm. I ran home, even though I couldn't run, right? You were pretty fat at the time. Yeah, well, I'm still fat, but (laughs) yeah, but you got really skinny and then you got fat again. (laughs) <laughs> you know my boys pick on me they're always like you're fat oh. you're fat dad my okay, it's a you, know the, check. you know the middle seat of in the layout on YouTube is the ejector seat just be remember <laughs> exactly. that and you're fat as well by the way <laughs> oh damn right I am man yeah. I think you're, can, you're probably fatter than me can I'm we so keep, fat I feel like I just got a hernia the other day can we please keep things civil keep <laughs> things civil this is about us yelling at clouds <laughs> we should, we should rename the podcast three fat old gamers <laughs> yeah, three fat old gamers <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be funny. <laughs> anyway, so just to reframe it, right? So yeah, I, it's more that you know you're really excited about a game coming out, like with mm. um, oh shit, I've forgotten the title of it. You know, Breath of the Wild Two. What's it called? Yeah, Tears of Tears of Tears of the, Kingdom. of, of Kingdom. the Wild Two. So when that comes out, I'll be, I'm super stoked about that. But the experience for me of getting that home, I'll buy it physical, of course. I'll get it home and I open it up. There's nothing. It's just a small little tiny cart that goes little into tiny the thing. Cart. That's it. And I'm like, oh, you know what I mean? Like there is, I, I get what you're saying. There is something to the old days. You'd get like the Ocarina of Time, you open it up and there's a big thick manual, mm. right? And, you, and I actually would like read through a bit of it before even popping in the game because you're excited. You're, 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 it's a little bit of first base, Character second base background. action, you know? You're not getting yeah, straight yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah getting just, into the mood. Oh, some warmed up. Some getting your thumbs warmed up. Mm. <laughs> some... Very white. Ocarina of time. You done? You good? Yeah. <laughs> you spent? <laughs> he's ready. You got ready it out of his system? No, no. He's, All right. He's peaking. <laughs> okay. For me, the thing that I feel that games... Wait, 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 better. wait. What are you doing? Wait, we have, you're butchering this segment. Can you talk what? to his thing? It's not a monologue. <laughs> I already talked to it. I already mentioned it. Okay, but he then said a second one. So let's go back to his second one. Oh, no. Fuck, fuck the second one. I'd like to have a second one. He's not allowed to have a second one. That memo. Maybe if you guys sent me a manual, I would have read the manual Uh, and done it right. Okay, go on to it. So for me, and look, this doesn't apply to every game, but I think in general that 
games or the 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 idea of playing games is just way too complex these days i prefer when things were simpler and the the key term for this is the whole plug and play so i used to love the idea of you buy a game we talk about like getting ocarina of time for christmas for instance you get it you open your present you plug the game in and you're up and running now obviously it applies more probably even older than that where games didn't have opening cutscenes and things where you put a game in and you're, within, you're playing the game within a minute sometimes. And I just kind of miss that that simple plug and play. Now, I th- feel that that kind of died with the, you know, like the 3DS and the Nintendo DS kind of handheld era. Because obviously you go to a console these days and whether or not it's, um, you know, the fact that it has to have a mandatory install, the fact that it has to download countless updates, the fact that you launch the game and it will go through all these like unskippable cutscenes sometimes. It will have obviously the tutorial part, which is not what I'm talking about. It's just the concept of, hey, being able to just plug and play and mm. just play a game quickly, you know, you know, like these games are obviously way less complex. And you're not going to be able to do that for a lot of games these days. And the trade-off is that with these modern games, you get all the bells and whistles. You get being, yeah. games being able to be updated so they don't have game-breaking bugs. Or t- yeah, you like, have to solve every puzzle. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So there, there's obviously a trade-off. And I, you know, there are games still like, for instance, Tetris Effect or Thumper, where once the game's installed, and a lot of these are digital games as well, but once the game's installed, you can get into a game right away. And it's not a big, long, stretched-out process. Hmm. But in general, I feel that just the whole plug and play concept is almost like in the past now because mm. things just take so much longer to get up and going in games. So, I can I the way I'll say like to build on that. So that is a thousand percent true for AAA, you know, mm. mainstream PS5, Xbox games, and their equivalent AAA SNES, Genesis, Mega Drive for us games, right? Because like mm. back in those days, not that we got Final Fantasy VI in Australia, but like, even that game, it's a, like, long RPG. You're in the game pretty quickly. Hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You plug it in, bang, it's got the awesome title screen, press start, get in, and you're playing, like, within five minutes and doing shit, right? Whereas, like, Final Fantasy fifteen, it's, like, fucking takes forever to get into that game, right? Hmm. The one thing I would say, though, to, to kind of push back on it a little bit, is, like, I, I don't know I'm, like, a Nintendo fanboy, but the, I do appreciate that most Nintendo games... Number one, you don't have to install the update, right? Hmm. And then honestly, because I get like most of the, like, I almost, I think I almost have every single first party Nintendo game on the Switch, right? Apart from the Pokemon games, if you call them first party. But like, so I definitely have the experience here. Very rarely you actually have to install an update for those games. And they Hmm. fire up straight away. Like Mario, um, Mario uh, Odyssey, like you get into that game straight away. But even Mario Odyssey has like a, a cutscene at the start. That, uh, oh, what I'm talking so about, short, dude. no, like, but it, that's like ridiculous. I miss no, no. F- that's my point. Is I just feel that games have a lot of unnecessary fluff to get I, into I, the game these days. I think that's yeah. Look, I think what you're saying is right, but I think that's I think that's a bad example to push back on. Like that that the the intro scene is very short for that game. That's not a long intro scene. But but I think in general, this is actually one of the big reasons why I don't kind of like play a lot of triple a ps5 games because it's sort of like such a fucking muck around just to like get into the game i feel like by the time i'm into the game i'm like oh well i've got to go to bed because like this is my one and a half hours of gaming (laughs) up and i'm like not even in the first part of the scene that they really have 
So, yeah, Mike, what are your thoughts on the... Uh, I, I, I think it's interesting that I want more foreplay, you want less foreplay, but it is a different kind of foreplay, so I guess it's different what we're talking about, but at the same time, I like the anticipation more of getting into it before I even start the experience, whereas you're like, I just want to get to the goddamn experience. Um, so, yeah, it's... it's I, I I think it's hard to also compare apples with apples because the games that were being created back then are different to the games that are being created hmm. now in terms of size, scope, etc. So it's inevitable, I think, that we are where we are, um, given the kind of games that, that are being created. Um, it's just that, yeah, I just... I do miss that as well, of just being able to do that, put it in, play it, boot it up, whatever, get hmm. straight into it, play your game, enjoy, enjoy your experience. But... And- I've noticed this a lot with my resolution with playing all the games out of the game pass is I sometimes I just want to see what the gameplay is like and mm. it takes so mm. on average it takes so long to get to the gameplay and I'm just like just show me what the game is I'm kind of like and so many games still have unskippable intro cutscenes it's kind of wild so anyway which which that's... gives me the absolute shits cuz I I've now gotten to a point where I just skip the story because it's so shit the way they've written it. So I'm just like, fuck this. I'll just skip all this crap. And you're right. Like, there's so many games that they... It's like, the only other thing, Sweeney, is like, they make it annoying to skip cutscenes. Like, you skip a cutscene and then it's like, oh, shit, I've got to skip this cutscene. Mm. And then I've got to skip this. I'm like, just give me a goddamn option in the menu. Skip all cutscenes. Like, I'll get to the end of the game quicker. So... um but two minutes to get to the Mario Odyssey gameplay. That's that's, that's a bad still example. two minutes you two didn't minutes. have to in, terrible, in the old days. In the terrible old days. example. I'm not saying that was a good example. No. You brought it up. You brought it up. So I just <laughs> said there's still one for that. Metroid. Yeah, no, I know there's one, but it's very quick. It's very quick. Hmm. I think Metroid is almost like longer. Super Metroid. But anyway, hmm. uh, I I've kind of I've got an interesting take on mine. So it'd be interesting to see what you guys think of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm really comparing it as AAA games because you know I think one thing to say is. All of the things that we're saying, you can find them in modern games, like of indie course, games yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think we're kind of comparing it like the triple game, triple A games that we played as a kid versus triple A games now, right? And my point here is, like, when you look back, the thing that I think was really awesome about games back in the day that older games did better was it's a much smaller team. Like mm. you had teams of like sixteen people making like Final Fantasy VI, right? You had like 12 people making Super Mario World, things like that, right? And the thing to me that you got from that is the complete game experience, the feel, the look, the design, the structure, the music, how it all holds together is so much more cohesive and like an actual kind of like embodiment of the team and structured well, right? Versus games now where... You know, Ragnarok, you have like 500 people work on it, right? And as someone who like, you know, breaks things up, it's like, okay, well, it's so big. You need to go, what are the big story beats? And then you're like, okay, I've got this team working on one element of the game. You've got that team working on another element of the game. And it's actually, actually impossible to make it like a, like, you know, one voice all the way through. Like you get different voices of different teams. And then to me, it that's where you start to have this lack of cohesion in what you're doing. And I think stuff like Dark Souls, you know that, uh, what's that area that you always talk about, Swinney, where like the lava and it's like, it looks like... It's Lost Sizes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I just feel like a lot of these things can be manifestations of just like, 
it's there's so many eyeballs on it and you can't get everything done and you can't you know mm. review everything it's impossible for one person to have that but that was actually a really cool benefit of games back in the day where it's like the biggest teams were 15 16 people mm. so it's like one like you have two or three level designers for the whole thing so it feels so like connected and like you know it, just really cohesive it so. doesn't i think the idea of connection is also is also really par- paramount because I, I had exactly, well, pretty much the same sort of point, but from oh, a different angle. And the different angle that I had is just how I was never obviously a game developer, as everyone knows, but <laughs> I've read a bit about the history of game development. And I remember when I was a kid and I would look at the games that came out and the, the list of credits was pretty bloody short. Um, and it felt like a lot of games were being created literally from people's garages and bigger studios were just small-ish businesses um and i if i if i had a choice if i had to get into game design now and i had a choice between well, you do when we had whack and wheels too well, we probably do okay. exactly if i had a choice to go work at a big studio developing the next assassin's creed or developing a smaller game with like a group of five six people i would take five six people fucking any day like any day <laughs> i wouldn't even fucking consider working at somewhere like ubisoft <laughs> i'll Okay, that sounded a bit bad. Phrasing, but, phrasing. <laughs> but you, you guys Girls know what guys. I mean, right? <laughs> Not that the, there's anything wrong with that. The, the, just the, the spirit and 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 creating something like that out of literally your own garage, or creating something like that that's a small business, mm. and then again, like with any industry, inevitably it grows and grows and grows, and it just becomes this behemoth. And it, I think it loses the human element to to a large extent, um, and that's that that's why. You know, I, 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 you guys know me really well. I just have this thing against big corporations and the fact that games have become just a money-making thing. It's not the spirit of, like, I, I could imagine when these, these people used to, to work on some of these games. Yes, I'm sure money was a driver as well, but I feel like it was passion. Is they, they wanted to fucking get some of these games out. They wanted to get their creativity out through the medium of gaming. It wasn't just, I need a job at blah as an artist to support my children or something like that. It really felt like it was, it was, it was a true passion for the art of making video games. And I think the industry still has that absolutely still has that. But I just feel like as a whole, it's so business driven and which is why we covered with Microsoft and Activision and stuff that it's numbers, 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 business, business, business. What's the best way to get the best most amount of engagement? How do we do this? How do we do that? And I fucking loathe that. I really do. Like they've taken the fucking really cool industry and they've just fucking turned it to shit. They made it sense. like Marvel. It's literally exactly <laughs> that. They've they've turned the industry into Marvel fucking films for the lowest common denominator. That's that's you know, a lot of it is done through, through, uh, what, what's the word for it? Um, testing it with users to the nth degree as a customer to just, testing. The artist wants this particular thing, and that's the vision that they have. And if it's going to work great, if it doesn't, fuck whatever. Um, it, and I don't know. I just it's it's lost its maybe maybe I am getting older as well. But I just feel like the gaming industry has lost its. I don't. What's the word for it? What word am I looking for? I don't mojo. Know. <laughs> maybe mojo. I don't know. But you guys know what I mean. It's lost its essence. It's it's lost what I remember gaming used to be about and what the gaming industry used to be about. Now it's just fucking business. Anyway. Just fucking business. I wish we could have that as. It's just fucking business. <laughs> That's a show title. We, 
We could work on it. <laughs> it could be just comma fucking dash business. It's just can, it, can it have PHU? No, 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 no. I don't think so. Uh, you got, I don't think you've actually finished what you were talking about into it. Were you? Oh, did I? What did, no, I I kind of, no, no. Yeah, I kind of launched, but that was fine. Yeah. That was good. I set him up. I provided the accelerant with the marvelization of the game. The marvelization of the gaming industry. What do you think? The marvelization. Right. Yeah, yeah. I stayed on topic, I think, a little bit. So, <laughs> yeah. And what do you think, sweetie, of my point? Oh, look, I kind of want to pair it back to what you're saying about games almost like being cohesive. Because I think that is kind of really what struck me with those games that had smaller teams just having, you know, they felt like they were made by you know by a group of people that just had passion you know yeah and i look at something like you know like the the old nintendo teams that made like mario 3 and super mario world they weren't big teams Mm -hmm. and they those games feel from start to finish like you know almost like just a passion project and you still see that in modern gaming but it's obviously in the indie part of stuff more so like games like celeste and games that just feel like like okay you could, it's clear this was made by someone that just had a love for you know for what they're doing um but yeah i think that i i really i think that's a great one you know that a lot of older games did better um so yeah i think it's actually like even if you look at zelda cuz i feel like you know it exposes some of this happening where the games in the old days with zelda they did a lot like they took a lot of chances right like, Link's Awakening, there's a lot of weird shit in that game. Like, weird shit, right? Mm. Majora's Mask was really weird as well. And then, like, being realistic, there's not really any weird Zelda games post then. Mm. And and you can kind of see how this happens just from a human side. It's like, Mike, right? If you have some crazy idea, I mean, imagine that happening, right? But if you were, like, one of the 12 devs or 12, you know, people on the team, it's like, if you're really passionate about it, you know, some of the crazy ideas will happen because it's a bit like, are we really going to shoot down Mike, his idea? But once the team gets Probably. to like 60, 80, 100, hmm. it's sort of like, you know, Mike is now just the only person still with this crazy idea, but there's no one else on his side. And it's a bit like, well, this is only one out of 100 people. Sorry, man. You've like been voted off the island. So I, I, I think it does take a lot of the edges off stuff creatively. Hmm. And I always find that, personally the things i genuinely like in art on like the full gamut like movies tv whatever it's usually realistically like one or two people who are driving it it's their vision for something they're the writer they're coming up with the weird shit and it's not perfect or anything but at least it's like it's got that weirdness the edginess and things that you go oh okay that's weird i don't know if i get this or Mm. this is pushing back on me but you learn things and you grow and all that stuff when it's like a Marvel type of thing. They just carve out everything. Mm. They have, it's like in gaming, what I really hate and grinds my gears is like the playtesting crap. It's like, and you see that so much in the first party games with Sony, right? Like they've had people who've tried it. They've watched them. They've gone, oh, people get stuck. They get frustrated. They want to stop playing the game, right? But that's part of the journey, right? If you want to cut all of that shit out, it's like, there's no challenge. It's boring, you know? And that, like, I still, like, that's always been the, my biggest criticism of modern gaming. And that's why I'd, like, you know, I'm very late to the party, but that's why I do love Dark Souls, because they're just like, fuck you, like, get good. And, you know, like, if you can't, then, oh, well, move on. Okay. We're not putting okay. difficulty. We're not going to tell you what kindling a bonfire does or how to do it, you know, fuck <laughs> you. 
I don't. You're, I gonna, don't. Have to, you're gonna have to look that out on the I internet. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to play Demon Souls, just like blind, and I'm like, oh fuck this! I'm going on YouTube to see like no. The, the, the what is his name? The cowboy guy. I'm like, fuck this man! Like this is the. Because that game's also different than Dark Souls. Very different. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this game? Like, I, I, I don't get what I'm supposed to do here. <laughs> so It's more uh, linear. I don't know how you put it. It's, it's, it's different. different. It's hub. It's, it's hub. And, yeah. It's more hub. And, yeah. and, but even within the hub, it's still linear, generally, sort of which part you can go mm. to. It's mm. true. Oh, well, that was a fun, uh, was fun, fun way to turn back the time and uh, yell at each other and the being clouds. Angry. <laughs> being angry is awesome. And I want to know uh, what uh, Mike's list is eventually. I know we're gonna we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to do a sequel to the segment in like six mm. years time. There you go. Then when we're even older and we're even crankier, even more, yeah, cranky. <laughs> well, until then, we're gonna wrap the show up uh, for next week. As I mentioned uh, earlier, we will do our game awards. Uh, winner and announcement predictions so that'll be a fun kind of way to just break down uh, some of the even like the obscure segments it's gonna be funny just to go okay i'm gonna choose that esports athlete is, is, <laughs> oh, is no mike idea. are you actually voting at least you're not gonna stream because you're no, a i feel like but... i have to yeah i feel like okay. i have to at okay. least vote oh for yeah the obvious yes. choices even if he does mini 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 mo i don't care i don't care he's got to do mini 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 mo or he gets the no, default I'll... like the, the if no, we get to we pick said. the worst option for him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll vote. I'll, fig- I'll figure it out. Stray for game of the year. You know that could actually happen. That would that yeah. would that would send me. I would, I would be sent if that fucking happened. Holy um, shit! So, is there anything you guys have in, uh, in store for play next week? Well, are you, are you getting Callisto Protocol, Mike? Mm-mm. Not allowed to buy it. Why? <laughs> Why are you not allowed to buy it? Sorry, I missed this. Because I, I. What do you mean you missed it? I explained this last week. Oh, okay. So you're still I, pretending I do not to wish do that. To contribute more to, although technically a game is a service, not a product, but whatever. So I feel like <laughs> it, it could be a loophole that I could get yeah, away by with. By digital, it's not a, it's but, not a, it's not a physical uh, good. It's digital, so there's probably like some loophole's I could I could abuse, but but no, that's not the point of this exercise. So to to no. not buy stuff. So you're not buying to, buy no, to not yeah. buy stuff. Yeah. Because it's not like I don't have enough games the other day to play. And you sent us the image of it. <laughs> I like. Sorry, I like Mike's. I'm like, I'm not going to buy stuff. And then Swinny's like, I'm playing four fucking yeah. games today. <laughs> I want to know which games there are. No, I actually have a. Uh, I I did fold that piece of paper. Yeah, show them to the. Then the I lost that piece of paper. I got Dishonored two for four bucks. Okay. So oh, I was like, sweet. Uh, the City NT for twelve bucks. Got Last of Us Part Two for twelve bucks. Ooh, worth it. And <laughs> the Feast de Resistance. Knack 2 for $23. Oh, you found it. $23. Holy shit, dude. That's the cheapest I've been able to find. I haven't been able to find this game anywhere, man. (laughs) I like Knack 2 is like more expensive than the other games combined. It's almost. (laughs) That's so bad. (laughs) Last of Us Part 2, Dishonored 2. It's like actually decent games. It's almost double the price of... Last of Us so bad. What the fuck, man? But Knack 2 is actually meant to be way better than the first one. So I'm not sure if it's as good as Last of Us Part 2. But I okay. would highly doubt it, but uh, yes. All right. Still well, there, not... Michael? Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, all right. Well, of a sudden, I just got hit. I think it's best to end the show before Mike passes out and we don't have a, uh, you know, we've got to call the ambulance on him. So, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining. And until next time, catch you later. Bye-bye. Adios.